Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the official Lion Face Productions podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. We return to the table today to talk about King Henry IV, Part 1. If you live in Northwest Ohio and like to get involved with our organization, be it to act, direct, or anything else theater-related, please reach out to us at facebook.com forward slash lionfaceproductions. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Shakespeare and at ShakespearePod. And now, on with the show. Mm-hmm. Voted in the poll today. What's the poll today? Yes, I think I did. Peppermint versus raspberry. Yeah, peppermint one for me. I voted on your side. I did vote for raspberry. Okay, I appreciate that. Well, the podcast is split. Well, the well, podcast needs to get its shit together. Well, all you motherfuckers let Mexican fudge lose. I'm just so saying what I say at every one of these. If I you don't. vote against me, cool, no problem. Can I have that particular piece of chocolate <laughs> from your box? I'm not going to give you mine of the other one, but you just lost. Well, about at at eleven o'clock, I whatever we're doing, I am pulling out my computer to put the next. I want you to take up. a list of the people who vote against eggnog fudge. I get their eggnog fudge in perpetuity. I cannot promise in you that perpetuity. Because you're putting it up against banana, it means that I may get a lot of extra eggnog fudge. Because there will be people who will be like, oh, this one's so hard. And I'll be like, it's not. Give me your eggnog fudge. The last hard one that we had was uh, eggnog versus pumpkin. And I did go with eggnog. That's not a hard one. They're very similar in in both taste and texture. It's the white chocolate with some kind of spice on top. But because you have to wear fairy wings... Well, you put the eggnog... We don't do that anymore. The The nutmeg fairy has retired. She's living on a beach in Bermuda because now we have a nutmeg mill grinder. I'm it's fine. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Really, it's fine. The nutmeg fairy is very happy being retired. I'm going to break that. <laughs> Beth, stop threatening to break that. I'm going to break you. Today. But I don't know I what Tyler often in this podcast. I don't know what Tyler's going to do because he led the charge for banana fudge in the banana he'll go, fudge he'll go battle. First I of all, it. he led the charge um, for banana fudge unfairly. Unfairly, it was rigged in the same way that an ally will go to war beside you to fight off an enemy who is equal or more of a threat to them. Okay. He hates lemon fudge <laughs> and all things citrus and chocolate to the point where you could have literally put, this is poop covered in fudge, or would you like this piece of orange fudge? And he'd been like, mmm. You gotta go with the turd. <laughs> gotta go with the turd. <laughs> you don't take, make orange take, fudge. Take him the turd. You also don't make turd fudge, Cassie. I don't think that was really the thing that you uh, needed to stand I, on. I, I think the, the, I think the appointment there was... <laughs> Was the ward will pick the turd over the lemon. Over the citrus. Which is funny. We're going to have to fly to Medford because just to get a rebuttal to this episode, this it, part of this episode. Yeah, his, I'll go this yeah. time. I'll go. I volunteer. Yeah, I volunteer. His, his last name is Lemons, but he'll vote against the I know. He betrayed. Time. He betrayed his own name. Well, when, when he screws up, his last name is Ward. Yes. Actually, it's Ward. <laughs> or, as established in Medford Part 2. Yeah. Did you listen? Or, oh, yeah, I listened. Yeah. Or or the warder. He's also the big Irish Boy Scout. Oh, don't forget. 
Pam Ward is still the Postmaster General. Pam Ward is the Postmaster General. She's a saint! She, we saw Pam Ward. We, Pam, yes, Pam Ward. Isn't she wonderful? She's a delight. She's I mean, a lady. she was coming in whoa, as whoa, we were whoa. leaving, so. She's a lady. I didn't bother to get their new address, so my Christmas card is still going to Pam Ward. <laughs> no, Pam, Pam Ward. Their house is super cute. Pam Ward is a we lady. Saw it briefly. And it's not an easy She is ever. a classy dame at the same time. Mm. That's true. Oh, Pam. She was nice. The wolf mother. Stop. I told somebody about the she-wolf. The wolf? The <laughs> fucking wolf? And I don't know if she believed me completely, but I was in a good good headspace. I was giving some good rants about work, um, and I needed to get off sad topics. I'm like, let me tell you some ridiculous stories. Let me tell you about the wolf. So I started off telling her stories from college part one. Oh, yeah. Which are always terrible. The first time around. The first time around, um, which always lead to college part two. Specifically, like different terrible things we've done. I was talking about you and the train we ran on you and airplane, like where you tried to. Where was airplane drunk? Yeah, where you ran around in a circle because you were drunk enough that you. I had no eye. You had no eye. I thought you could fly, and then when you fell over. I think I could fly, I just wanted to be an airplane. (laughs) But when you fell over, your arms were still wings, so they couldn't come out to catch you. No, that was because Mike shoved me and I did. <laughs> but he wasn't trying to shove me over. He was just like, "Stop it, Ryan!" And I just didn't your arms out. Face first. <laughs> I just like I just straight down smack my face on the outside of the, Which, of the hellfire. And that story always leads to there's airplane drunk, and then there's Dorito Dick drunk. Which is Tyler Ward's thirtieth birthday, and why we stopped running trains on people because no that happened first. My birthday was after that. These two stories are why we stopped running trains on people. You have to clarify what running a train on someone means, because it means something completely different to some people. Uh, That's true. We gave them a series of shots based upon terrible... Poor life choices. uh, For Ryan, it was all of his girlfriends, Mm -hmm. um, of which I think I got to pick my own shot. And you were the first one, I think. No, there's somebody before me. No, you were the no. first. You were the first girlfriend any of them knew. <clears throat> so I got to give mine. Oh yeah! By the way, and you didn't get that. Mine was a half a cup. <laughs> like no, I, they were. They let, they, no, they, no, they, they, they let me pour it. Right? They went in. No, they. I remember. Trust me, because I remember which one was the biggest one. <laughs> they gave me a juice glass, and I filled it halfway up. Yeah, like, it, was, it was a regular. This shot. one's yours. You pour it. You know who else got into a lot of drunken shenanigans? Mm. John Falstaff? And Prince Hal. We're going to have to start calling these Cassie segues. Ha ha! Nice. Okay, so I guess... Does it rank above or below Beth's segues, typically? You're doing better, actually. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, It made more sense and was was, timely. It was coherent and timely. Yeah, there you go. Coherent, Um, meh. There's where you beat me. (laughs) (laughs) So, following that Cassie segue, I guess we should get into what we're doing here. Which uh, is the Shakespeare podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm be- Ryan Halfell. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Brick. Oh, I'm Brick. I'm Ryan Halfell. I'm Brick. <laughs> I'm Cassie Greenlee. I, I'm Brick. <laughs> 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 I'm Beth Roars. and I'm Chase Greenlee. Uh, yes, and the Shakespeare podcast tonight, we're going to be covering Henry IV Part One, which yep. is why we talk about John Falstaff and Prince Hal. Yeah, this is probably my favorite of the uh, histories because it's the most human of the mm-hmm. histories, and probably when people start thinking about 
Henry and Shakespeare, this is the one they're actually thinking about. They may not know which Henry it is because they're thinking about, oh, wait, hold on, that was Henry V, right? But Henry IV, just like Richard II, was not about Richard, but about um, Bowling... Bolingbroke. 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 This play is, again, not about... It's, ti- it's titled about Henry IV. It's titled about Bolingbroke. And it's part one, so we are we know we're going to get a second part going in. But this one is not about Henry IV. It's about Hal. It's about Prince Hal. It's a beautiful coming-of-age story, kind of. When I think about Henry, I do think about Henry V, but that's specifically because of, you know, what we're going to get into when we get into Henry V. Right. But I love this play. Um, actually, I love part two as well, and which we'll get into more when we get to part two. I just think this one is more interesting. Oh, I agree. I think of, of the, of the Henrys, this is second place for me. And that's just because I love Henry V so much. I want to, uh, to state a correction. Oh. Um, from our last history podcast. What did Ryan did. mess up? Um, was te- it me? Was it me? It, it, it was kind of everybody. Oh, okay. Um, a tetralogy actually refers to a series of four. Oh, okay. And this is and a series of technically two. the tetralogy refers to Richard II, Henry IV I, Henry IV II, and Henry V. And Henry V. So it leaves out. It leaves out Henry VI. Henry VI. Okay. <laughs> so Richard. that was where, that was where the mistake was. And I think that was my fault initially. And the Hollow Crown cycle that we were talking about includes those, and if you're watching the BBC version, it also includes Richard III, which is important, because what did you well, call him? Well, Richard III's the bookend, Richard II and oh, Richard III bookend. Which make it a, an empty crown. Yeah. Uh, but Benedict Cumberbatch. Plays Ricky III. Yeah. What did you call him outside? Uh, Cumberbund Floppy Snatch. It's like a sleeve of a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> like a sleeve of a wizard. Um, but yeah, so I, I did uh, so, yes. did look that up, so that is a correction from what we were talking no, about in Richard II. I will stand corrected. Then the three real Shakespeare like purists out there are like, ha ha, I was right. <laughs> Everybody? Never mind, you're not... You so it, so, it, so in a year and a half, when Tyler finally <laughs> listens to that episode, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's like seventeen episodes behind, right? Yeah, my husband was ro- was listening pretty like regularly, and he fell off as well. Now he's like ten episodes behind. Well, though, but that he says, "Well, I can't listen to it with the kids around." You and Ryan are pretty foul. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're, no, we're, no, we're, no, you're fucking not. No, what the fuck, Chris? What are you talking about? We're just talking about glory holes <laughs> and floppy snatches. He wouldn't know that from a dick in the wall. Yeah, shut out, Chris. <laughs> He's the disco dad. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, disco dad. I love you. I'm kidding. You won't listen to this, so it's okay. <laughs> No, t- Tyler's just so far behind because it takes him forever to to get to the next episode. Well, yeah, and that's partly because we're not for general audiences. We earn that uh, that explicit. Well, I'm pretty sure we just episode. earned the explicit tag for a while with that little yep. short bit there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I don't know if I, I shared this with you guys, but my parents go down to Ashland once a year. 
leftover from when they lived there, um, they do a Shakespeare workshop with an eighth grade class. Oh yeah. Um, every year they go down and they they I cycle hope they didn't through. Recommend us. <laughs> they cycle through what show they do, but it's usually Midsummer, and. Uh, my parents know that we do this, but have never actually listened to it. Wendy, I'm so sorry. They were, <laughs> yes, I they were, also am sorry. They were Wendy. talking to me. Uh, they went down to do like planning with the teacher, and they're like, "Yeah, we mentioned that you have a podcast." I was like, "You, you didn't like Tell give them. her a link to it, did you?" They're like, "Why?" I said, "We're not for eighth graders. <laughs> we're not." Really? I don't think I can recommend a single episode nope. that is for 8th graders. <laughs> no. No. It's <laughs> like, the teacher can listen if she wants. She might get a kick out of it. But uh, I would not send this out for the 8th grade students. Very uncomfortable now. When, but it's when fine. Sh- when should listen. It's fine because um, my mother does not completely understand what a podcast is or how to find one. Me neither! That, that's good. Yeah. So That helps us out. Because she she made some reference. She's like, I need to watch what you guys do. Yay! I was like, well, there's... I mean, you can watch the the bar go across as you listen, but... <laughs> the reason we don't We don't film this nonsense. The reason that I'm so we happy... We have talked about doing a live episode at some point. I, I know, but not today, because I didn't put on makeup, my hair is a mess. <laughs> no, we just need to find... We, well, we need to find a place we can record and also drink. That public... Can be in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can do oh. it here. We just have to get creative. I, I've got keys to a theater in Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, like I'm not even kidding. I do, and they would probably be okay with it. That's fair. That's that's potential. That has potential. Uh, yeah. You could get uh get the Clozel to lend us their space, but that of course means like going into the Clozel and trying to do a thing and not having a bunch of like <laughs> drunk club people. We'd have to like in. rent out the Clozel for yeah. the four of us. Yeah. yeah. But it, again, to record some I sit yeah, on, I, I, like, s- I like this idea. I sit better. on the board. Yeah, I like this idea there. better. There. Of the theater up in Toledo, so. Shall we talk about plot? Yeah. Let's so, do that. Let's talk about Henry 4 part 1. Let's yes, let's. So we're going to start out in the throne room. As all of these plays seem to start out in the throne room. Um, and we're learning about uh, the Welsh and the Scots and how problematic they are. They are very problematic. They are, which is why my beer of choice today is a Welsh rare wit. Brewed here in Ohio, no less. Brewed here in Ohio, called Pendragon. And it is delightful. I don't know where it's brewed. Brewed Royal Docks. Royal Docks. In Ohio. Um, but it's very good. So, the Welsh and the Scots. Uh, Henry Four thinks that to legitimize his rule, he needs to go on a crusade. Yeah. Like, he's taken over from Richard II, he took the crown away, he needs to do something to win the hearts of the people, to legitimize himself, and he thinks, ha, I'll do a crusade. But he can't. Because the Scotch and the Welsh. Because the Scotch and the Welsh keep, like, poking at his borders and keep trying to, to get in. But what's funny is in his opening speech, he goes, we're in a little pocket of peace. Nobody's fighting right now. It's really great. Let's get the boys together and go invade the Holy Land. But they're like, oh. And then immediately somebody comes in and goes, ah, no, they started fighting. Yeah, Glendower's uh, uh, trying to get you from the west, and Hotspur's trying to get you from the north. So. Or actually, Hotspur, I guess, is fighting against the Scots in the north. The the Percy family, who helped get Bolingbroke on the throne. Right. Well, the Percy family fought off some of the Scots. But then they started causing shit for Bolingbroke. Right, because they're like, well, Hotspur, who is Henry Percy. Mm-hmm. Hotspur is like, um, 
But there's too I, many Henrys in this show. There's too many so Henrys. We'll just call him Hotspur. He's Hotspur. Um, he's the Tottenham Hotspurs. That's my favorite soccer team. Was. Mm. I don't watch it anymore. But, so Hotspur is out fighting the Scots, and he takes, he like, he just weighs lace to a whole bunch of them. There's a field of blood, and there's a list of all of these nobles that he's captured, and uh, he sends word to the king through a messenger that he's giving them none of the, none of the prisoners. You get none of my prisoners. And Henry's like, what the fuck? Why don't I get your prisoners? Why not, dude? I'm your king. Give me prisoners. He's going to give me one, and I don't even like that guy? Uh, but he's trying, basically, his wife's brother uh, is Mortimer. Yeah. And Ed- Edmund Mortimer was Richard II's chosen heir. Right. Who we heard about in the last play. So his wife's brother is Mortimer, and he wants Mortimer to be released. And so he's got all of these prisoners. And he's not going to... Give them any until Mortimer is released. Yes. And so the king takes great umbrage to this, calls... Percy's father, who is West something? I can't remember. Westmoreland. Westmoreland. Yes, Westmoreland. Well, because he's Northumberland. uh, Westmoreland. Well, Westmoreland, Westmoreland, the Westmoreland (laughs) family, they're they're related to the Bolingbrokes. Yeah. So, and he's another one who who got him on the throne. Yeah. It's part of the Percy. Well, well, it is the Percy family. Never mind. It's Percy's dad. But the reason why Henry is so reluctant to release Mortimer is because technically Mortimer has a more legitimate claim to the throne than Henry does because he was the chosen heir of Of the old king. Because if we remember. But Henry deposed. Right. So if we remember back to to the last play, I believe we came up to the conclusion that Bolingbroke only got the crown because he was loud and dickish enough that nobody told him no. That's basically what it yeah. ended up boiling down to. Nobody really liked Edmund Mortimer. No. <laughs> but his, his sister apparently <laughs> Sorry, does. Eddie. No, nobody really wanted King Eddie. So. Which is a lovely scene a little bit later between Percy and his wife as mm-hmm. they talk about Mortimer mm-hmm. and love and not love and that kind of thing. King Eddie here, played by uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> played by uh, Randy Quaid. So, but so Henry's Shooter's got a problem, yeah. and he's got to figure out how to deal with it. Yeah, because he, he's got lords that are mouthing off to him. He's got the Welsh and the Scots that are trying to come in, and he's got this son. This and son. What, oh, the son. What that you were not. What could his name be? Oh, it's Henry too. Oh no, it's Henry five. Oh, oh! <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Junior. Or so, Prince Harry or Prince Hal. Or yep. Hal. We'll yes. call him as Hal. Is Sir Hal in this one. So he's the, got... The crown prince. The crown as prince. As it were. And there, there is... And I think we'll probably talk about fathers and son relationship because it's pretty... I, think I don't see why that would come up in this play. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tit slap you really hard. <laughs> Whoa. That's kind of weird. That just happened. That's over here threatening tit slaps. Mm. She just she just gave me a tit slap. Yeah. We're on the radio. You don't have to tell them. But I don't think they can hear the tit slap. Well, don't tell them. Okay. <laughs> so we got this son. This out is there. an audio. Yeah. So then audio we then we go here. to the son. Who is with his buddy John Falstaff, and they are in a tavern. And John Falstaff is fantastic, and he is also 
that high school quarterback that like never quite got over being the high school quarterback. He's Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused. From Dazed and Confused. Yes, exactly. They keep, I get older and they stay the same age. I was going to go with, he's the Ludo Bagman of Shakespeare, but. You're going with Ludo Bagman? Yeah. Okay, explain. Professional Quidditch player gone slightly to seed who can't let go of his glory days. Oh, okay. Yeah, who the fuck is Ludo Bagman? The only Ludo I know oh, didn't you hear? is in the fucking lab. He's labyrinth. a former Quidditch player who's kind of gone to seed who can't let go of his glory days. Didn't you know that? Look, look. She has a Harry Potter shrine. You should have guessed. I don't look. Okay, from. look. I've read the books. I've seen the movies. I don't yeah. need to know who Ludo. The problem Bagman is that Ludo's is. not in the movies. Yeah, so yeah. That's the problem is that the they wrote him out of the movies, even though he's a pretty good character in the books, and that's just because they didn't think to cast uh, Nathan Fillion as him, who he absolutely should be played by. It's Do true. you go on this particular rant so she doesn't kick you out of the house at night? Which yeah, Chase gets to sleep inside now. <laughs> No, but we do spend an incredible amount of car driving time talking about who we would recast these movies. I don't know. He might still have to sleep outside. He's been voting against me in a lot of the chocolate bowls. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. But, but he sided with you on Harry Potter. If he that's true. That's true. If he I didn't say you have to sleep in the bed. I said Harry <laughs> Potter, that got him in the house. Okay. Chocolates, <laughs> chocolate might keep him out of the bed, but... <laughs> The guy on Family right in front of the draft. Yeah, we should probably explain the yeah. chocolate thing. So that's every been a theme. every year, the guy on Family, which is Cassie's family, makes a ridiculous amount of incredibly good handmade chocolate. Three hundred pounds, and I only and it's fucking delicious. And yeah. I can't wait until every year when I get my box of, yeah. of chocolate. And I will continue to uh, tell everybody how amazing it is, and never share a single piece with them. <laughs> um, because I want both the Guyons to love me and to continue to give me chocolate, and I would like to eat it all myself. But it's fine, because long and about the end of February, I put out three plates of what I have left over on my table and tell people to come eat it, so. Which is lucky for us when we come down for a podcast night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We win, okay, yes. no matter what. We, <laughs> we left the stock boxes alone last year too long. Um, we should have had at them, we like when have. she went to the bathroom. Yeah, next we time. could have been like the little kids sitting next to the candy dish, just like chocolate <laughs> Chuck covered smeared all over our faces, and Cassie goes, "What you gonna do? Why'd you do that? You're gonna have such a sick tummy." No, nothing, Cassie. Nothing, Cassie. <laughs> nothing, Cassie. <laughs> um, but Cassie's been running a poll, uh, pitting each chocolate against another chocolate, um, and I am of the opinion that with this next poll that comes out, if anybody votes against eggnog fudge, including your husband, if he votes against it. I'm not. He voted I, for it last time. I, I get his eggnog fudge. And I said I can't agree to that. Because I don't control I have people. decided to delete certain words. <laughs> I'm retracting certain words of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Selection she's, here. She's, she's, she's deleting everything that says other than I control that. <laughs> I heard I... Yeah, I condone your behavior, Beth. This is correct. You can have all of the eggnog fudge <laughs> if you come to the house and get it before we box it. As a, As a... <laughs> As a former co-worker of yours, that is how you handle authority. It is how I handle authority. <laughs> Aren't you glad I was never your direct supervisor? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to the play at hand. Back, away from chocolate. Back away from chocolate. Play. All right, so Hal is ensconced with these... <clears throat> vagabonds. Ne'er-do-wells. Ne'er-do-wells, that's Ooh, a good vagabonds. one. Ooh, vagabonds. Maves. Rogues. Rakes. 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 Ooh, Maybe yeah. that's why I love this. I love a good rake. 
You mm. do love a good rake. I do love a good rake. Uh, and there's plenty. <laughs> plenty to go there's around. A shed full, yeah, full, there's full, a shed full of rakes. Full, full staff. <laughs> really mad about that was, it. That was so good, Chase. I'm, like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank no, you. you are back on the porch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Chase. You can crash on my couch, man. Cool. Actually, how about this? Why don't you just move out of this house? You can come live with me, Cassie. Clearly, he's a bad influence. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. You, you a whole shed of rakes. No, that was beautiful. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> you should be. You should be. You should be. Uh, so, we're not oh, going to get through this synopsis. Dicks, we, will. we will. We will. We uh, will. All right, so... Uh, dicks. And we don't really need to say much more than that, except for the... They are ne'er-do-wells, and they come up with this plot. They they hang out at a and place. And Falstaff says, I've got a great idea. Let's go steal stuff. His buddy, Ned, is it Ned who comes up with Ned, that? Yeah. Ned is like, hey. Ned pulls Harry aside. Well, Ned pulls Harry aside. But who? Some, I thought it was Ned who was like, hey, um, there's going to be these guys walking down this road late tomorrow night with a whole bunch of money in their hands. Do you want to go take it from them? And Falstaff's like, like, yeah, I do. Yeah, let's... I really do. I don't think they should have that money. That's a dangerous I think road. I should have that money. Let's go take it from him. Um, and so Falstaff starts putting together his plan, and Ned pulls aside... Harry. Yeah. And he goes, hey, after uh, Falstaff steals all that money, why don't we put masks on and steal all the money from Falstaff? Yeah, so let's not go join him. He and his... And Poin and someone else can go and steal the money, and then we'll just... Steal it from them. And Hal at one point is like, oh, but what if they fight back? And that's like, they're not going to. Have you met them? Have you met these guys? They're going to pee themselves and run away. Cut my, I think he even's like, cut my head off if they even try. And I'm going to, I'm putting a pin in Act 1, Scene 2. Okay. For a language thing to talk about later. There's a lot, okay, so Falstaff and language. They're, well, one of the the major themes, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. So, uh, that kind With of, Poins, that, Poins, Bardolph, and Pedo. Yeah. So it's Bardolph and Pedo. 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 Ah, oh, my friend Pete. Pedo. Pedo. Hey, Pedo. Hey, Pedo. Hey, Pedo Barlow. Pete, Barty, and Ned. Pete, Barty, and Ned. Do I, <laughs> do I sound like that? Yeah, you sound like that. Right. That's how Pedo sounds. Hey, Pedo. So that pretty much just ends that whole scene. Yeah. All, it's just a matter of banding it's, about, yeah. showing how... It's really to show Lovely, that the relationship between Falstaff and Hal is how they just tease each other and love each other and, um. But how he is not making choices and taking actions that one would expect of the heir to the throne, especially a throne that's not solidly his. Yeah. When, when in the previous scene, his dad goes, man, I really wish that I was last name Percy so that my Harry would be that Harry. It's like, I wish that the fairies same. had swapped the boys yeah. in yeah. their cradles because yeah, so I'd much rather would, have this Hotspur one. kid. He would have been, been Hotspur's dad. Yeah, he, he wishes for that. But do we? I don't know. I don't want in the end. I don't want Hotspur in my family. He earns the title Hotspur. He's a yep. fucking hothead. All right. Yes, but so then we'll we'll bounce out back to Hotspur is brought before the king, back in the throne room to answer for why aren't you giving me those prisoners you took? And this entire scene is just to show what an ass hat Hotspur is. 
He's the, but he's the same asshat that Bolingbroke was in Richard II. In Richard II, yes. So he's this mm-hmm. hot-headed, quick-to-action, don't try to calm me down, I know I'm right. Dad, how can you let this dickwad sit on the throne? Yeah, and this... He's not getting any of my prisoners, period, end of story, no matter what I just told him in the throne room. Yeah, and, and this expands on what we were talking about earlier with he wants him to pay the ransom for Mortimer... And if he's not going to do that, fuck you. Then Hotspur's not going to fuck you. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't want to talk about Mortimer anymore. Um, but he's telling, I mean, the king is pretty much telling him, you have to raise these troops, you have to defend our land, you have to give us your prisoners, and I'll hear nothing else about it. So then they come up with a plan. They walk away, of course. And, um, Westmore, Hotspur, and York. It's always fucking York. It's as if there was a hundred years war. Mm. Like a war of a rose or something. Not for a few Henrys, though. Were there kissed by a rose? On the grave? Mm-hmm. Are you eating a toffee? I am. I'm super jealous. I'm taking the other one before you can get it. Oh, dicks. Dicks, <laughs> right. Alright, so if they... we can keep this plot synopsis on track, I will get more toffee for you out of the stock box. Yes, right. Cassie. Oh, I found a new source of power. Do you want me? Do you want me to Cleopatra this plot? <laughs> I'm on it. Five minutes. We're done. <laughs> I believe it. All right. So Toffee's on the line. Toffee's on the line. So now we see the rebellion starting. Yes, the revolt of Mortimer and the Percys. The which sounds like a really shitty well, doo-wop band. It does sound like a shitty doo-wop band. <laughs> Mortimer and the Percys. Well, you've got, well, don't forget about a York. But you've got the start of the Plantagenet York. Actually, it's a continuation of it, because mm-hmm. it was still going on. Yes. Henry II. But we intersperse all of this, like, talk of war and rebellion with the well, it's, shenanigans. It's juxtaposed with Hal and Falstaff and. Because, yeah, Arnold because and... as we as we move into Act 2, we see. Uh, we see the the caper, the caper, caper? shenanigans, the shenanigans. So scene one is just them in the courtyard getting their horses ready and talking about the actual thing that they're about to do. Yeah, because it's it's Falstaff and and like three buddies, and then Poins and Hal are going to dress up and rob them in return to scare Falstaff. And so that they can hear Falstaff. Lie about it. Lie later. about it later and then call him out because they think that's a good time because that's how you should treat well, your friends. Well, because because Hal, as much as he enjoys Falstaff, <clears throat> he doesn't want to be Falstaff. He doesn't no. want to he but he loves to he loves to insult Falstaff and dick on Falstaff. Because it he's only, really kind of a dick to him, but the old man but it the, makes uh, the, him the himself. Yeah, it does eventually, but the corrupt old fat bastard, you know, goes along with it because he's hanging out with the the prince and, you know, it's stationed for him, mm-hmm. you know, that's a secure... So, and this is a question probably... And Hal's just one When dick. do you think he told them that he's the prince? Was it from the get-go? Oh, I'm sure they probably... Falstaff probably recognized him. Yeah, it's true. Everybody knows who Falstaff is, too. Yeah, John Falstaff, I mean, he was a soldier. A mountain of yeah. flesh. Yes, <laughs> Um, and then scene two is just the actual robbery going on, where the rogues go and get the money, like, go and every man to his business. 
take the money from the guys coming down the King's Road. And then Hal and Bed jump out and they're like, give me the money! And they're literally like, fine, mercy! And run away. Yeah, scenes one, two, and three are really quick in act two. And then scene three is actually kind of a fun one with Hotspur and Lady Hotspur. Well, that's scene four. I thought that was scene three. I've seen three. I know. We also also hear from Hal at... uh, Oh, different versions, different scene. I don't know. Fairly fairly early on, Hal also, you know, looks at all of his his friends and boon companions and informs them that, you know, all right, well, you know, fucking around time's not going to last forever. You know, I'm going to have to eventually, you know, be... King it up. Responsible. Maybe. He's got brothers. And shit. Well, no, but he does, like, he does make a point of telling everyone that, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna, I gotta... Enjoy this while you can, yep. but... Yeah. I gotta, I gotta actually, you know, you know, he's, he's like, uh, you know, getting through his college days, you know, and his frat parties and shit, and he's like, gotta go out... Be with aware. His, with his <laughs> business degree and go work at the bank branch, you know. You oh, don't need a business degree to work in a yeah, bank branch. Yeah, you really don't. No, I know. <laughs> My degree is in, like, it's an amalgamation of things that made up a liberal arts degree. And you were what? Like, graphic design? Digital art. Yeah. Photography, videography, and animation. But now I know a whole lot about why I'm fucked in retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super fun, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So... Then we have Hotspur fighting with his wife. Hotspur fighting with his wife. Yes. Back and forth and back and forth. Do you love me? No, I don't love you. I'm not staying. I'm not going to stay here. Listen. I'm gonna go. I got yeah. shit to do. Don't you love me? No, I got shit to do. It's more important than staying here and arguing with you about whether or not I love you. So he, eventually he tells her, like, I'm not going to tell you what's going on. You cannot tell someone what I am doing if you don't know what I am doing. Exactly. So, shut your mouth, make a baby, go away. Because you can do that by yourself. I, that's not that how that works. <laughs> that's not how that works? That was my point. No. That's not how, okay. That's not I'm how confused. That you birthed babies. Ah, uh, technically not birthed. No, they were from your mother's womb on time they ripped. Both of them are going to be your untimely end. <laughs> what makes no, I'm not Mackers. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't that the way you like to go? Well, as long as I have a sword in my hand, but I don't think that that's... Don't you want to die with my two kids with woods, like with a branch taking each of their heads, walking up to you and just stabbing you? I I don't think there'll ever be a point where your kids can take me, so you're going to have to really train them. Eventually, you will be old, and they will not be. That is true. If I live that long. Also... Eventually, I'll tell them the combination to your safe, which is just a lot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> if you get Uncle Ryan drunk enough, it'll be real easy to stab. But don't forget to tape the wood. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> don't forget to tape the branches to your fucking head. It's not fair if you don't tape the branches. You can't kill him unless you tape the branches to your head. <laughs> That's how you move an entire forest. That's right. right. That's how Burnham Wood doth come to dunce name. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. We're not doing that show. Although, fun fact, um, Tolkien wrote the Ents in response to his irritation with how Shakespeare handled the wood show. And Burnham Wood? Yeah. Oh, okay, well. He was really angry that it was just people with branches. I'm looking forward to getting more into that when we, uh, 
Tolkien does nothing wrong, so it's okay. Yeah, I've read the Silmarillion. All right, but we're talking about Henry IV. All right, one. Yes, All right so yes. this next scene is back at the Boar's Head Tavern, um, and is probably one of my favorites. It, we did it in a Shakespeare short recently. Yes. Uh, well, we did a part of it. I I stood in one night. So as one of the uh, yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, I stood in as Hal. Hmm. Against false deaths. Um, but, so the, the boys, Ned and, and Hal are messing around with. Yeah, Griff, Griff played Hal and Zach Robb played false Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Hal and Ned are hanging around the boar's head waiting for the, for their buddies to come back. They're messing around with Francis, the waiter. Yes. Every time he walks away, they just go, Francis! And on and on, and then they keep ping-ponging them around. They're being real dickheads to the waiters. Well, because they are dickheads. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point of them. Yeah, and Prince Hal's like, I will give you a thousand pounds. When? And then his Ned would go, Francis! Anon, anon. He's like, anon? Sure, tomorrow? Whenever. You just tell me when. But he keeps getting pulled back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Which is, I think, would be a hilarious scene to actually put on. I would love to direct this just to do these tavern scenes. I think they're super fun. Well, I would, I would love at some point to do the Hollow Crown, or at least the Henriad, as a whole. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Um, but in walks Falstaff. You really have to have the right actors if you're going to do it. Though. He and his compatriots are bloody. Their clothes are torn. Well, they were set upon. And Hal's like, well, what happened to you guys? We're set upon by twelve... Fifteen. It's a hundred. Large, big lads. <laughs> all, all virile. <laughs> virile. I think they were I in a motorcycle gang. They were in a motorcycle gang. <laughs> they had switchblades. One of them started snapping at me. I thought we were going to have to have a dance off. It was terrible. <laughs> they said something about rumbling with the greasy sharks. I didn't know. What's your jet? <laughs> They all had leather jackets and cigarettes. <laughs> but we're the beach crowd. That can't be. <laughs> all right. So Falstaff is weaving this incredible story. Yes. And it's every basically time, our way of talking about how much shit back, this Falstaff is just and like. Forth and back and forth. And he'll be like, how many of them were there? There were ten. And then the next time there's twelve. And the next time it's a hundred. And eventually they like get. Like sixteen, eighteen. Yeah. Like they, they get them down a little bit and then up a little bit. So they robbed the train. And the train had at least 50 men. But as they were walking away, they were set upon by 16. And then that 16, so, look at my shirt! It's, I bet I was cut in my torso at least nine times. At least nine times. And Paco, like one, Paco one. and Paco over here, their faces are all bloody, their shirts are covered in <laughs> blood. They ran into trees while they were running away. No, and later on, it's like, he told us to tickle our noses with some sort of weed until they bud. Yeah. What? Does that work? Can I find that? I want to find out. Some <laughs> nose tickle weed? Some nose tickle weed? Do you mean cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> the cocaine. <laughs> That'll make you see, like, a whole bunch of people, maybe. <laughs> but eventually, so so Hal is leading Falsa through the story, and then eventually goes, dude, there were four of you, there were four of them, you took their money. And then you were robbed by two guys. And the way that I know this is because I was one of those guys. I was one of those two guys. <laughs> and then, in the middle of their revelry, 
Well, first false steps like I knew it was you the whole time. Oh, I was yeah. just telling you. Yes. <laughs> I was just of, telling you. I was story. just seeing if you would ever admit that <laughs> yeah. it was you. Blah, I, blah, blah. I I could never hit a prince. Yeah, so, so I had to run away. Yeah. I can't. I can't hit the true prince of England. It's it's yeah, against you're, you're the law. The prince of Wales. So, I'm not of it. That so, and then but then a nobleman. I knew of, it was you. Nobleman of the court comes in and goes, uh, we're going to war. Your dad, your dad needs you right now. Your dad needs you. <laughs> and Hal's like, okay, so you remember when I told you that this wasn't going to last forever? Well, it, today's the day. What, Paul? What, Paul? What, Paul? So, that guy leaves. Thank God. What a downer. <laughs> Way to ruin our fun. It's like uh, the scene in Love's Labors. Mm-hmm. Didn't you just tell me you didn't make orange chocolate? I just ate an orange chocolate. No, there's orange chocolate in it, but it's orange do- cashew, really. It is orange cashew. So we didn't do orange fudge. We did an orange cream and an orange caramel, but not fudge. I'm glad it was cashew. Please. Soft nuts. Soft nuts. Can't eat the soft nuts. I can't eat the soft I am allergic to soft nuts. You are. I am allergic to soft nuts. So, god damn, I wish you would never have said that. <laughs> you can eat legumes, but not the soft nuts. How's Chris feel about that? He's fine with it. He loves the soft nuts? No, he just never has any, so it doesn't matter. Oh. All right, getting back on track. Chris doesn't have soft nuts. No, we don't keep them in the house. Oh, I'm gonna take the candy away from you guys. Nope, we need most of it. Most of the candy's gone. What are you gonna say? Most Uh, of the candy is not gone. There's like 30 more pounds over in that box. Done. (laughs) So. I'll have a tummy ache for days. I don't care. That guy goes away and Hal gets real maudlin for a moment until Falstaff goes, so you're going to be real sad tomorrow when you go see your dad. You want to talk it through? Hmm? Do a little play? You want to talk it out a little bit there? Yeah, which makes me think that they do this often. Yeah. That they play King and Prince. They role play it out, yeah. Frequently. Yep. It's like, hey, why don't you practice what you're going to say to your dad? I'll be your dad. You be you. And Hal's like, you know what? No. Yes, please. No. How about I be my dad, and you tell me what I should say to him? And it's, I just think it's a really delightfully sweet scene where we see how much Falstaff wants to cling to Prince Hal's coattails. Don't cut off. Not good Jack. Nice Jack. Sweet Jack. Noble Jack. That's impossible. (laughs) They're in a bag. They're on the bottom shelf. Oh, there's one. Good. That belongs to me. Oh, no, there's two. I was wrong. Thank you. So. I was wrong. Yeah, don't, don't, don't vanish. Good Jack, kind Jack, nice Jack, healthy Jack, fat Jack. Don't kick poor Falstaff away from you. Yeah, don't be mean to Falstaff. (laughs) Those other guys. They're pedo. He's a total dickwad. Get rid of him. Yeah, get rid of pedo. (laughs) But don't get rid of Falstaff. Up. And then comes another banging at the door. And it's the sheriffs. They're like, hey, somebody got robbed and we heard you were involved. What? Aw, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. dicks. Aw, dicks. Aw, dicks. Aw, like, dicks, uh, the buzz. But the that's fuzz. where it's nice to have the crown prince in your pocket, right? Because he hired you and was like, I'll totally send that guy to you, like. Later, <laughs> I, I got this. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll he's out doing you. stuff for me, so don't worry about it. Right? It's good. You don't need it's him. Good. It's, it's good. good. It's good, bro. Yeah. Well, we see that not only does Falstaff 
kind of want to ride Hal's coattails, but Hal, like, pays his bills all the time. Like, he's constantly picking up the tab for this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, he owes a lot of money to a lot of people, specifically the innkeeper. Because don't they go through his pockets? Yeah, when he falls asleep in this scene, Hal's like, they rifle through his pockets. Mm, I'm gonna change. So, pick your pockets. Wardens are here. Sheriff is here to get you. Do you feel that this is the time in which you fall asleep? Apparently, if you're false staff. Apparently, if you're false when you're, staff. When you're friends with the prince and you know you're not actually going to get arrested, you're secure. I am secure. You don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it. Exactly. And then we leave these shenanigans behind and we Sadly, go to... The shenanigans are the best part. They are a lot of fun. Um, but now we got, have to go to the war part. Yes. With the yes. rebellion led by Hotspur and Mortimer. Hotspur and Mortimer, and Mortimer and the Percys. Mortimer and the Percys, and the Welsh ladies this time. And some guy whose name I cannot That's pronounce the because there are literally no vowels in it. Oh, he's the Welsh one. Yes. Where is it? Oh, that's just Glendower. Oh, and Glendower. Okay, but I, I, I'm going to spell this word for the people listening at home. Because There's a there vowel are... in it, and W counts as a vowel in Welsh. That's because Welsh is dumb. And Y counts as everything in Welsh. Yeah. G-L-Y-N-D-W-R. Glendower. Yeah, Glendower. Welsh is weird. It is. I have Harry Potter in Welsh. I know. We've, oh, I needed to buy we, that for my mom. We, 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 oh, listen. <laughs> we, I forgot we looked it was at it the one day. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, Welsh is also the language with the longest place name. Yes, I did know that. On the planet. Mm-hmm. It's a good language. People who are Welsh are better than the rest. I actually, uh, I actually sent an email today with a Welsh translation in it. So. Why? Long story. <laughs> okay, we'll go through it. This is a long story, so let's keep going. Nice. Thanks. Good. Thanks. That was my... That was a bad way. <laughs> Ooh, it's the bad way. So, now we are at the uh, rebel camp, as it were. And Hotspur, like, I feel like I should go into all of the nasty and wonderful speeches he gives because they're so violent. Yeah, Hotspur definitely has a hot streak. Yeah. Um, but Thanks. they they decide the how they're going to divide up the kingdom. Somebody has gone through and divided up how the kingdom will sit once uh, Hotspur, Worcester, and uh, Glendower get a hold of it. Worcester. 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 That's what I said. But they're they're doing all this planning for war and what will happen when they win, and then their wives come in. Beth <laughs> 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 is just giggling about this part. Well, um, you know I like a saucy wench. That's true. <laughs> and these wenches be saucy. Yes. You um, un- yeah, you so- can't get more saucy. Hotspur does this whole thing about there's a river that's dividing the good part of my land from the bad part of my land, so I'm going to have to divert that. Well, that's going to cut off all the water in my land. Like, so Hotspur doesn't... He's like She's like Janice from accounting. She doesn't give a fuck. He just doesn't care about anybody else or what they're going to get, as long as what he wants happens. And his wife 
is so on board with whatever he wants that they sassy together in a way that is so appealing to me. She's just used sassy as a verb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a gerund. They sassy together. Okay. I don't see how it can't be a verb. Oh, you're being really sassy today. It's a verb. She was acting very sassy. That's an adverb. Sassy Cassie. Ooh, see, that's an adjective. Good, because I haven't heard that ever before in my life at all. Really? That's strange. All right, so... Brassy Cassie. They... So the Welsh, the Welsh ladies come in, and there's some Welsh translations going on back yes, and forth, and they're not, forth. they're equally sassy. But I love when they all leave, and Hotspur is just kind of like, or maybe they're not gone, but Hotspur's just like making fun of them a lot to his wife. Just, he is such a dickhead. <laughs> Hotspur is a dickhead. He's just a dickhead. Okay, so they're planning war. This is how Which it's going to go. funny because in Richard II, Hotspur's great because he's on the side of Bullingbroke. Yeah. But then you you look at how it's written differently, and then Hotspur in. But that's his dad. No, Hotspur is always Hotspur. Is Hotspur? I just assumed that was the generation before. No, it's mm-hmm. one guy has the nickname Hotspur. I just assumed. No, it's the same. It's the same guy. I thought. Richard, I just yeah. assumed it was Westmoreland. Um, no, it's Richard the Second. In Richard the Second, it's it's the same Hotspur that is in this play. So the rebels are basically they're gathered in a tent. They're talking about how they're going to win. This is what's going to happen when we're going to win. Their wives come in. They're like, "Oh, goodbye." And Hotspur's like, "Hmm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves." And tell you what, wife, why don't we take everything from them when we're gone? Because I'm not doing this splitty thingy. Um, and then we. And then get, we, yeah, then we're gonna go to the not rebels this time. Yeah, so Prince Harry is reporting to his father. Hal, Hal and his dad, it's time for them to make up. Yeah. It's time, and it's time for Henry to have a, like, sit him down, it's come to Jesus speech. Yep. It is a come to Jesus speech. It, it is. is. It's a it watershed is. moment. It's a, it's like, look, you can't, you've gotta go lead an army. You've gotta go, you are acting like Richard II right now. Oh, like, that's what he, that's what he pulls out. He goes, Richard II was deposed. Oh, that's pretty, pretty hard there. Richard II was deposed because the common people didn't like him, and the common people aren't going to like you because you hang out with them all the time. Yeah, they, and, they, they won't respect you. Familiarity they, breeds contempt, and so you have to hold yourself with. above. Yeah, and I'm very contemptuous of you. <laughs> you have to hold yourself above, or they won't respect you. Do you want to be deposed? No. Then get your shit together. Okay, Dad, I swear I'll make you proud. You'll want to call me your son. You got to go prove yourself go in battle do it. to prove to these people that you can, can be I a good do king. That? You don't trust me now. I give you my sovereign trust. It's like I already sent your little brother out. He's got an army of his own right now. He's proven himself. He doesn't even have hair on his face. Did you know that? And 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 while they're having this come to Jesus thing, and he's like, and you, Falstaff, get these foot soldiers and go to Shrewsbury. Which happens in that scene yeah. as well. And Falstaff's like... I didn't even realize it was in the back of the room. <laughs> Did you mean this, Sir John Falstaff? You're a knight, right? Yeah, you're, you're a knight? You fat knight? <laughs> you fat bastard? You plump lump of fr- flesh? 
And so we have we have the come to we have the come to Jesus moment. We have Prince Hal's kind of turning point of okay, I've got to put who I was behind me, and now I have to. It's it's time to shit or get off the pot. I got to be the Prince of Wales. And how can you be the Prince of Wales when Wales isn't even part of the English throne at this point? Because the English considered, yeah, exactly. Just hubris. <laughs> yes, that is no, no. That's a hundred percent at this point hubris. It is until Richard the Third reigns and Rysop Thomas hands over the crown of Wales to Richard the Third to help strengthen his pull. Richard goes down. That's all right. And Wales becomes part of England proper. Prince Hal was still the Prince of Wales. I don't care. <laughs> Hubris is exactly right. Cassie <laughs> hit the nail right on the head. Because this is he why, says he and is. this is why there shouldn't be any question with the authorship. <laughs> because this is clearly somebody who didn't know the history. No, I'm kidding. I don't even get that. But well, the Welsh had all run away anyway. Yeah, That's so why they were the Welsh. The, the Britons ran away from the Romans. They ran away from everybody. They ran away from the Saxons. That's why they were in Wales. We it's the shittiest okay, okay, part of okay, the United Kingdom. Okay, it's not that they were running away. The Picts were there, and the Picts always have a good time. Well, the Picts were there, the Picts were in Scotland, the Picts were in Ireland. And the Picts always have a good time. <laughs> Did you just go there? And also the Romans and the the, the Saxons, and you know. So, around. so... You want to die? Henry... Sorry. Prince Henry is, yeah, I'm on board. I'm going to go prove myself. I'm going to do this. Dad. And then we go to the next scene, and it is back in the uh, rebel camp. Rebel camp. And uh, Falstaff's talking to Barney, and he goes, Don't I look pitiful? Aren't I a sad sight? You know what they did to me? They gave me people to be in charge of. <laughs> they made me do my fucking job. They're making me go to war and lead an army. I had I drink. so happy under a tap. Nobody, sweet, sweet Jack, nice Jack, honest Jack, nobody made me do this. And Barty's like, yes, yes, you look horrible. You Must look pitiful. Must be so hard yes, for you indeed. to be getting money again from the crown, you asshole. And so can Falstaff just... Put the white swirl on top of that chocolate. Can, can Falstaff just... Can Falstaff just... peppermint? You know. Surprise peppermint. <laughs> Surprise peppermint. All right. So. But yes, so Falstaff's so, he's so upset about the fact that he has to do. He has like, to do his job. He has to be a knight. He has to do things. I mean, and look, we all know people who are very mad when they are made to do their jobs. That would be, Beth is right here. You don't I, have to talk about her like she's not. <laughs> it was going to be better when I made that joke about myself, but now I'm just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. And then, and then the hostess comes in and she's like, Falstaff, you owe me money. And he goes, uh, I was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Set up on my 12, 15, large, big lads. <laughs> Size of these units. <laughs> there was a whole shed full of rakes. You should have seen them. And it's like, I was, I was, they, I fell asleep, they picked my pockets, and I had very valuable things in there. And the hostess is like, um, they weren't that valuable. It's like, I had a ring that was made of gold. She goes, I've heard the prince say that was copper. And Fossil's like, let the prince say that to my face and I'll beat him up. If he was oh. here, I'd beat him up. And then Prince Hal, of course, walks, walks in. in the door. Yes. <laughs> I would never hurt you. <laughs> yes, he's the, he, the king. He's the cowardly lion. Well. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, Falstaff. But I love I love John Falstaff. He's a delightful character. I still want you to play him. I, I'm, I'm getting to where now I think I I've could probably... I've got a fat suit in the basement. I'm fat enough to play John Falstaff. <laughs> no. No, we'll go over some of the uh, terrible things that they said about John Falstaff. You're not there yet. No, I know. I know. <clears throat> Remember, like... I don't think so yet. <laughs> She's like, well, you're not that fucking fat so, yet. So... We've known each other for 18 years, and in that 18 years, we have had a fixed margin between our weights. They have been fixed. As I gain weight, you gain weight. As I lose weight, you lose weight. It's mostly you lose weight, and I inexplicably use, lose weight. So it's apparently... A fixed, fixed margin. So can you go to the gym, please? <laughs> <laughs> can you, could you lose some weight, you son of a bitch? And I... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Drinking so much beer and eating so much processed ham meats. <laughs> I love that it's processed ham meats. It's not that it was ham. <laughs> processed ham meats. Well, the ham asparagus is fine. <laughs> it's yeah. processed ham asparagus. You can make zucchini taste like anything, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the processed <laughs> ham broccoli. That sounds gross. I'm sticking with my ham meats. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. All right. So, so we let's, have, yeah, we've got this. Should we fast forward to a sick dad? Um, sure. But, but yeah, basically, Prince Henry is there to say to Falstaff, hey, that regiment that you're supposed to be leading, it's a foot regiment. Have fun. You got <laughs> Falstaff's walk, like, uh. I got a walk? And I have a horse? And I was like, no. You'd break a horse. You, <laughs> you fat butt <laughs> bastard. You just crack it in half. The fat jokes are really prevalent in this Oh, they are, too. There's a lot of them. Body shaming. (laughs) Falstaff's all over there like, you know, anti-wrinkle cream there may be, but anti-fat bastard cream there is not. (laughs) You just need to get this fixed margin. (laughs) He's just got to get, Al has to go to the gym, apparently. And so we move into Act 4, and Hotspur's at the rebel camp, and a messenger comes in, and Hotspur's like, hey, when's my dad going to get here? He's not. He's like, not he's, coming. He's, he's real sick. So, if his dad is sick, why can't his dad's people still come? Well, because he's got the, I don't want to fight the king sickness. Oh! <laughs> so he's got the coward's cough. Yes, yes, he does. Ah, oh, coward cough. Yeah, alright. I don't know, I'm just going to go with hubris again, because it worked for me really well uh, last time. <laughs> it did work really well so last time, but it does not it does work not in every here. situation. Let's see. Do you think that Hotspur reacts to this particular news well? No. Poorly? I don't know that Hotspur knows how to react to something well. Would you ever say the words that Hotspur says about his dad after finding out his dad is not coming to fight to your own father? Are these Keith Guy unworthy words? No. No. I'd say it. Well, I know Alan, so I'd probably say it to your dad, too. Maybe. I don't know. That wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. (laughs) It was just. It was, it was a little too. It was a little too true. Oh. oh. Uh, but still. Dicks. This okay. So the sentiment that Hotspur gives in this particular scene is the same sentiment that we're going to hear Hal give in Henry V. There are fewer of us now, yep. so our glory is going to be better. The problem is, is there's a there's a huge difference between. Hotspur in this, and Henry, because he's no longer Hal. And, and Henry V, yes. And Henry. We few, we proud, we brave, yes. No, no. but the, the difference is, 
Hotspur's speech is born of despair in this. I didn't see it as despair. No, no, he is... He I, is, I saw it as vehement anger. No, he is scared he is shitless. He is, dis, he is in despair because he knows he has nothing to he save was, him. He was counting on his father's men. He was counting on the Welsh. And, and he doesn't have either. And All he's he got is a have... Scott named Douglas. Dougie. <laughs> he's got Dougie in his ragtag band. Yeah. Dougie's good damn. for like five guys, but they got way more than that. Yeah. Well, okay, no, and so, also, so, how and, good is Dougie when... Alright, so, yeah, Dougie's here, but do you know who fucking beat Dougie two weeks ago? Hotspur beat the shit out of Dougie two exactly, weeks ago. Exactly, now they're working together. No, he already decimated his fucking family. I know, exactly, but now Dougie's who he's got to rely on. Yeah, because he took him as a slave. He's one of the prisoners he wouldn't fucking send to the king. Exactly. So, like I said, the um, huge difference between Hotspur here and Henry 4-1 and, and Henry at the Battle of Ashencourt. Is, you think it's desperation versus Desperation pride? versus pride, uh... I, it's not arrogance. Righteousness? Righteousness. I think a genuine belief that they he can believed. win. Yes. Henry V, at that moment, believes that he is going to win that battle and that his men are going to win that battle and that they're just going to go, they're just going to do it. Whereas Hotspur, yeah. Hotspur's like, we, we can't lose because I don't know what happens to me if I we don't, lose. I, yes, we can't lose because I don't want to. Oh, I know what happens because I've read this play. <laughs> uh, it's not good, and it looks like what you did to Dougie's kids. Yeah. So so this messenger comes in, and he goes, uh, so your dad's not coming. Right. Your dad's people aren't coming. The Welsh aren't coming. But you know who is coming? The king. And, <laughs> and two both of his, of his sons. sons. And John Falstaff. And John Falstaff. But nobody actually says John Falstaff, but we know John No, Falstaff. but I remember he's okay. coming. But right. some I just, foot soldiers. I'm well, because it's time for Bolingbroke to become... The and, Alpha King. Yeah. Oh, and those yeah. people who said that they were going to be able to come here and help are not going to get here before the enemy people come. So, Glendower, who is Welsh, isn't going to be able to bring his kids to the party, like, till two. Well, that's because he had to stop and get cake yeah. somewhere else. So, well, do you have any idea how far away the Welsh border is from the Scottish border? I don't, but I assume. In parts of Britain, they're actually pretty close to each other. In other parts? Well, they're, I mean, it's the same coastline. I mean, you only have so far it's down the coast. It's the same coast. No, you only have so far down the western coast of the United Kingdom before you're, you're from Welsh to Scotland and you're right there. It's not that far. We need to talk about how you figure an acute triangle. Also, you're still walking. Yeah. If you're walking, it's a lot further. Well, and even if you're on horseback, well, it's the same distance. It just long. takes a hell of a lot longer. Either way, it takes. Well, no, because we're from the Midwest. We measure things distance by time. Yes. We don't measure distance by distance. Oh, uh, first of all, like nautical measurements are all done by time as well. True. So Ohio, that's okay. So Ohio, Ohio is the sea of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. The golden sea of the Midwest. That's right. oh, the golden sea. Did you pee in it? No. No. It's, it's all the amber waves of grain. Thank bitch. you. I always see soybeans. <laughs> so Hotspur's in Maybe a bad place, and then we move over again to Falstaff. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I not. can't believe I said like I never thought in my life that I would ever utter, utter this center sentence. It's the amber waves of grain, bitch. 
Well, like, never thought I would ever say that until you could, you the could, Shakespeare podcast. You could stop calling me bitch. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not going to stop calling me bitch, I'm not going to stop calling you, you stop bitch. acting like a bitch and I'll stop calling you a bitch. All snap. All snap. All right. So, so back yeah, over so to Falstaff. We go to Falstaff's camp, and he's with Barty, and he goes, hey, Barty, uh, go get me something to drink. And Barty's like, okay, you going to pay for it? And Falstaff's like, no. No. I'm not. I don't have any money. The king hasn't paid me yet. We have to win the ever? What am I ever? <laughs> what do I look like? A guy who pays for things? And then... Prince Harry comes in and he's like, hey, Falstaff, where are your men? And Falstaff's like, they're right here. And Harry goes, these are, these are your men? There's like we were six, close together. Six, six people and some tumbleweeds and two guys <laughs> that are really just <laughs> I think that, You're supposed to put together like the cream of the crop. And that this is dog? Like is that dog? The <laughs> bottom of the barrel. It's like, oh, I'm not doing my best, but you know, I'm doing it. No, these guys are great. Supposed that to guy? That guy, he was at the Battle of Thermopylae. I'm not with you. <laughs> You're supposed to bring an army. You brought a retinue. He didn't. He didn't bring a full retinue. Posse. It's like, well, yeah, Chase, Chase, a, can you stop for a second? Can you tell me the difference between an army and a retinue? A retinue is a sp- is specific to the. That's like an honor guard. For I didn't ask Ryan to tell me the difference, did I? I don't care. I'm helping Chase, my brother Chase out here. How many do you think are in a retinue? Between like six and ten? Like six to ten? Yeah. Alright. He's right. Ryan, you ruined this whole thing again. (laughs) (laughs) I live to ruin things for you. I'm gonna make that as a button. Both. I'm writing it down. You Thank should. You. Uh, no, you should. I've been writing books down the whole time. All awesome. right. You should. So, I, do, I do like to ruin things for you. So, so Harry's like, I, I came because I thought you were putting together this really great <laughs> group of people to fight. Well, we're going to take who you have because Hotspur's here. And we got, okay, um, we, got to, we got to go fight him. We got six dudes and... A so, dog. A dog. I want, the the, I the dog is helping one of the dudes. One of the excuses that he gives is, well, pal... I'm easily bribed. We guys are just taking money. He's taking like he's like you come join the army unless you can give me money to not. Yeah, he's like he's taking he's taking not, money yeah. from guys to it's, not join the army. It's not even like you. Did you know that if if Falstaff comes and knocks on your door and asks you to join the army, if you give him a twenty, he'll go away. It's a dee 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 dee. Hi, I'm Falstaff. Join the army. If you give me twenty dollars, <laughs> I'll go away. And then, not only that, the guys that were too poor to give him twenty dollars, he was bringing them along and taking all their money anyway. Oh, we need this for supplies. <sighs> He's like, oh, you only have ten. Well, you still have to come join the army, but I need your ten bucks for supplies. Oh my gosh! It's so it, all right. So. They I take, love John Falstaff. Falstaff. He's hilarious. They take what they can get. They take what they can get. Uh, so, back to the rebels. And the rebels are divided. They're not... Like, this is just poor planning. This is just poor planning. Like, you don't send the letter to... You don't send the note to the guy that you're going to beat him up. You and your buddies are going to meet outside the gym. You're going to kick the shit out of him. Before you know that all your buddies are going to meet behind the gym to kick the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hotspur was just like, yeah, fucking war. 
and then didn't get anybody else's like time frames first. <laughs> this is a logistics nightmare. He did not send out the mass email correctly. The Facebook uh, the, event was not the sent doodle to the right poll. people. He put the list proc together. Totally he didn't. Right. He didn't. He didn't realize that he didn't have signal. Yeah, it did. It did. It, he didn't see the, that. Never posted. He didn't see the try again. Uh, but no, well, either that or it all went out, and the rest of them were like, oh, "If I just don't click on it, they won't know I read it." <laughs> they won't notice that I. He didn't see. The, he didn't send a red receipt, yeah. so I don't have to that's worry his, about that's it. That's what his dad did. He's like, "Smell a blackberry." They don't know I saw it. <laughs> Not going. So he didn't mark it high importance. He didn't put a read receipt on it. So. So my one of my favorite names is Sir Walter Blunt. Because Walter Blunt, throughout the entire play... Does he is live the, up to his name? Yes, he's always the one who delivers things like, Hotspur said he wasn't giving you shit, and to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually Hotspur comes and like, I said that in the heat of the moment, because I was covered in blood, and this guy looked like he was fresh-pressed from the laundromat, and I was pissed that he was in my field while I was dying. And Blunt's like, uh, maybe, but he still fucking said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, maybe there was some reasoning, but he fucking said it anyway. Yeah. So, um, Blunt comes and like it, like Blunt, Blunt is. He says, "So, why are you rebelling?" It's one of the things I love about Shakespeare's naming conventions. What? Why? Why? Why are you rebelling? Why? Like, can we just fix this without it? Well, you gotta be a dick. No. Well, and then Hotspur goes on. How long is this speech? It's like. Fuck off ever, right? All right, so the blunt goes on a really long one. He goes on a decent long one where he's basically saying, look, I come from the king. The king said, if you stop this nonsense, he won't. I'll let you go. He'll let you go, and it'll all be fine again. And then Hotspur's like, nope. Hotspur goes on for like a page and a half. Basically, all he says is no. Yeah, it's, you've disgraced the throne, you disgrace everything, everything's wrong, I hate you, you're dumb, you're stupid. And then Blunt literally says, I came not to hear this, which is basically like, that's the wrong answer. You gave the wrong answer. Do you want to try again? <laughs> I came for it. This is a true false question. And you went over. <laughs> you went, you got 50-50, and you fucked it up. You decided to go for short answer. So, why don't you give me the right answer? So I can go home, we can go home. I don't have to fight. I don't want to fight And anybody. then Hotspur's like, no, I will not withdraw. And Blunt's like, is that what I should go tell the king? And Hotspur's is like, that your uh, final answer? no, actually, don't go yeah, tell the king hold that. On, hold on, hold on, Blunt, you Wait. tell the king enough, you dumb fuck. <laughs> so here's my official answer. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. And Blunt but says, how about, I would. you still wait a day to give it to him? Yeah. And I you would know you, what? We'll send our own people. Yeah. I would you would accept of grace and love, says Blunt. And Hotspur goes, and maybe so we shall. We don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. There's uh, a lot of guys over there, right? Could go out of the way. That's like somebody's going. Reply hazy. Please try again. <laughs> Never mind. There's nothing I could have said that would have beat the magic eight ball. <laughs> So, I can tell it's winter because you are not your hair is well. No, I, I, I you're not the magic eight ball right now. I haven't had time to shave. Oh, well, it's also winter, and you got to keep a little bit. Of no, I don't usually in the winter. Usually because I get it all down and then for the stocking cap. All right, and then we have the Archbishop and Sir Michael, who I don't think have been characters in this up to this the point. The Archbishop of York. So York has come in before at the planning time for okay. the rebellion. So he's been in here. 
This scene, however, is pointless. It's just basically these two guys going, so that side's got these people? Yes. Yep. And that side's got it's, these people? Yeah. Yes. So this is the mid-season episode. It's, the, it's the, Where people might have come in and they don't really know what's going on. So let's just sum it up real Let's get some exposition. Yeah. Let's get some sports center, some Shakespeare sports yeah. center going yeah. on. This is what Boomer Esiason is saying at halftime. Yeah, exactly. Just so, like that. Th- and that's really all it is. Just, uh, that's it. That's it. So, moving on. Act five. Act five. And so the king's like, all right, so uh, we're going to fight him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. And Harry's like, yeah. I'll do this for you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Make you well, cry. One, one well, the, the, they did send a message, and the king didn't like it. <laughs> um, yes, Hotspur does eventually yeah. send a message, and the king goes, "Oh, oh, yeah, I don't, I that's not no, sir, uh, I your like rebellion it. has no validity to it. Um, it's dumb." And uh, at some point, yeah, Worcester, Worcester <laughs> is going. Um, that's not what you said. You said if we sent a message that maybe we wouldn't all die. And the king's like, yeah, sent the wrong message. And then they go, you let, you let Hotspur write the letter. Stop (laughs) doing that. Stop letting Hotspur decide what people say. So as long as, as long as the rebels will turn themselves over, they don't have to die. Because how... And and Hotspur should face in one on one combat. Yeah, yay! Let's let's Pokemon end this one on one combat. And, and Vol- Hal and Hotspur do fight. And Volstaff's like, "This is dumb. Why should anybody die for honor? That's a dumb <laughs> reason to die." But but Harry sends that message. He's like, "We'll see if he'll meet me in one to one combat." Yeah. And they're like, "He's he's not gonna do that." Mono a mono. And Wooster's... He's like, well, we he might. If we get Hosper mad enough, he might say He'll yes. fight anybody. <laughs> He'll do anything with the bad But that's, yeah, that's, yeah, how, exactly. that's how Prince Hal's going to prove himself. Yep. Is he's going to, you know, gonna, for, gonna, for God, King, and Country, yep, he's going to... He's, he's going to... the rebellion. Like, right. single-handedly. Yep. And when Hotspur hears that Hal has reformed, and that he is going to fight him in one-on-one combat, that he's willing to put his life on the line for his country, for his king, for his god. Hotspur goes, fuck no, he didn't. That guy, <laughs> no way. Bullshit. That's fuck a horseshit. Fuck, fuck, I gotta yeah, see this. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's dance. Sure. Let me, let's dance. Let me kill this guy. I gotta, uh, I just. I'm gonna get out there and make count a wig, isn't it? I'm gonna put a sword through his throat. They're fucking dicking with me, aren't they? So... <laughs> then we're gonna get to some actual fucking, fighting. The fucking chick's gonna jump out of a cake, huh? So, uh, let's get to some actual fighting. What? I don't. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna ignore you. All right, Hotspur's so, bachelor wise. party. I know. I don't know where that road went, but it sounded really dumb. It sounded really dumb. Chase so, Larry, we're on a roll over here. Shut up. It's a dumb roll. So it's a different podcast. So it's the good one. So let's get into some killing. How about that, Cassie? Do you like the killing part? Blunt gets killed, and that Blunt makes does me sad. Blunt does get killed. Why does Blunt get killed? Because he was being Blunt. Well, no, because he was being the king. Yeah, that's right. He was the false king. He, he was plays like, the he was ah, decoy. My decoy name's king. Blunt. Blunt king. King Blunt, right here. I, the Blunt king. That's but dumb. so it's it's a ploy to draw some of Hotspur's. It, it works. It works. So Douglas. This is, is how going you know fight. that TV's not around because Douglas would have never fallen for this shit. 
What no blood doesn't look anything like the fucking. Well, because he, he would have known what Bolingbroke looked like from CNN. God damn. <laughs> CNN. Give me some OK magazine. Some BBC. Yeah. And Douglas goes to Hotspur and he's like, I did it. I killed the king. Page and Hotspur's three. like, awesome, let me see. That's not the king, you idiot. That's, blood. <laughs> now, That's the blood. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not mad you killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy, I'm not mad you killed that guy. That guy needed to die 100% of the time. He's a dickbag who kind of, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Well, it started the whole thing. Yeah. It's all Had Bullock kept his damn mouth shut, I wouldn't have been called yeah. before the king. I would have been incensed. The king wouldn't have really pissed me off. I would have been up here with my Scottish... Prisoners doing whatever, who knows, cheap things. And then we have well, they would have been Hal and Falstaff meet on the battlefield, and Hal's like, come on, Falstaff, we've got to find Hotspur, and we've got to kill him, and Falstaff is like, okay, interesting idea, counter idea, <laughs> how, how about, about I run away? How about, no. <laughs> no, wait, how about you drink this bag of booze? Let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah, so, I didn't bring a sword but, more. but, tell you what I did bring, I brought a keg. <laughs> Hear me out! Hear Look, me I out. know it's crazy. Guys, 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 alternative casting. Falstaff is John Ralphio Stafferstein. <laughs> he is the worst! Literally the worst! I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> and if you say no again... I'm gonna go light a fire in the bathroom. That's a uh, sister. That's a sister. That's, that's Mona, Mona Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> and that's Hotspur. And yeah, no, the, the, yeah. <laughs> the boy broke is obviously their dad, <laughs> Doctor Saperstein. Did you guys money? Money, please. I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got hit by a Lexus. Yes, Falstaff is. <laughs> He's fat John Ralphio. <laughs> but I think Dad isn't Bolingbroke. I think Dad is Prince Hal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, the dad. Okay. The, especially with the money, please. Yes. It's it's very does much... That, it's, does that make Leslie know Bolingbroke? No. Bolingbroke is... No, no, no. That makes... Um, well, all right, Blunt, all right, stop. Blunt is wrong. Right. We need to... Can we put a pin in this... Let's Parks and Rec this play. We're going to Parks and Rec this play on the second half. All right. So uh, after the turnaround, we're going to Parks and Rec it. Yep. So let's but, let's go into the fight. But Hal's like, false half, you were useless. And I'm going to go do some actual king stuff now. I'm going to go do king shit. And then Douglas is going to fight false then. What? Why? That doesn't make sense. He's supposed to be fighting someone else. But that be why. Then false half. Decides to take a little nappy poo. I get that. And pretend. That's, yeah, and he pretend, pretend to be, to be dead. dead. Yep. If they think I'm dead, they can't kill me. Because he's like, he sees Douglas coming with his 17 sheep fuckers, and he's like, nope. Hmm. I don't want anything so then, to do with this. Then Hotspur and Prince Harry meet. They're. The, for all that the whole play's kind of been leading up to this moment, it's over very quickly. Oh, it's anticlimactic. It's like, ha, ah, yes, Prince Harry, I'm here to fight you. And Prince Harry's like, okay, stabs him. And then Hotspur, taking a page out of Desdemona's book. Takes forever. Has like a 12-line monologue. Takes forever to die. And <laughs> dies in the middle of his speech, which I think is hilarious. 
So he's he's taking. Well, Shakespeare I could, obviously learned something. I could prophesy, but the earthy and cold hand of death lies on my tongue. No, Percy, thou art dust and food for. And then he dies. Then he dies. And Prince Harry finishes. Worms. Like, uh, food for worms. Food for worms, Percy. Yeah, I think that's what you're gonna say. Is that what you were gonna say? But, uh, that's but you're, you're dead. Say. So. And then one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of this whole play. Falstaff miraculously revives. Prince Hal sees him and is like, oh no, my buddy Falstaff got killed in this war. And he gives this like, this eulogy of, man, sweet Jack. Sorry that you ended this way. Jack, Jack, magic Jack. I used to call, I will, call people from my computer with you. I will miss you. Uh, I will, you know, no you are, you are as noble as, as Harry Percy. My good friend, I'm sorry that you died in this way. And then Falstaff goes, well, actually. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't. Damn this thing. And then, this, this, and then he stabs, Falstaff stabs Hotspur. In the leg. And takes credit. And then, and then later he's like, after you left, he wasn't dead yet. But it's all right, I finished him off. <laughs> and Hal's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was dead. No, he got up. He did? I'm not lying to you, man. You didn't double tap. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna put two in the head. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, since I uh, since I killed your enemy, money, please. Money, please. <laughs> so maybe Falstaff is both Saperstein's <laughs> siblings. No, they both do it. Money, please. Money, yeah, they, they do both do it. Well, because then maybe, maybe Hotspur is Dennis Feinstein. We're going to have to talk about it in the next episode. So this, the whole play just wraps up with the king being like, all right, you two die. Uh, Worcester. Worcester. And Vernon. Did I say that one right? I actually might have. Okay. Uh, you two go die, but I was like, hey, can I keep Douglas like as a pet? <laughs> can I this no, pet no, no, it's, it's actually my favorite. Um, at my tent, the Douglases, and I beseech you, Grace, I may dispose of him. And the king goes, with all my heart. <laughs> can I keep him? <laughs> no, I, it's, I don't I think... Can I kill him? It's not that it, can I keep him, it's can I kill can him? I, can I kill him? And the king's like, of course you can. Yes. You can <laughs> kill the Dougie. Here you go, kill Dougie. And then, no, then, he, the goes, Dougie. then, then he goes, the hey, Dougie. John, my brother John, you can go kill Dougie. You go kill him. And John goes, I thank your Grace for this high courtesy, high courtesy which I shall give away immediately. <laughs> I, will, I will go kill him. I will go tell someone to kill him. Ugh. And then oh, at the God. end, it's King Henry saying, I'm proud of my sons. You have honored yourselves in battle. You've secured your, your throne and all is well. Peace be with you. Huzzah. 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 And it's... Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. <laughs> Do we just end the curious? It's somehow you turned this into a church service. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Oh, no, I got the preachers keep going. I you keep doing this. It is right and a good and gracious thing. Always. Sorry. I'll All right. Well, <laughs> depends on the church. That's different than the one I grew up with. Um, no, but anyway. So, we've run about an hour 20. I uh, yeah. Because we got off the rails. No toffee for anybody. <gasps> what? We ended up there an hour Oh, dicks. <laughs> We're not done yet. You didn't... Uh, uh, well, my, no, name's, but, my name's Beth Rourke. 
We're done. We're done with, we're done with part one. We're, we're going to come back. We'll, we'll come back. We'll do. We'll do uh, the. Just say your second name. half. We're going to lose talking because you keep talking. Hey, no, but we got to tell them what we're going to do. We're going to do the second half. Yeah, apparently next time we're, we're casting this with Parks and Rec characters. Yeah, we're going to Parks and Rec this shit. We're also going to talk about some of the implications of the things. And we're going to talk about some of the themes and everything like that. We'll come back and do that in the second half. So she said she's been Beth Roars. I'm, I'm Ryan Hatfield. I'm Cassie Greenley. I'm still Chase Greenley. Are you sure and you're not Brick? This has, he is Brick. This has been Shakespeare. Thank you. Say goodnight, John Boy. Hi, John Boy. What, Paul? Come on, I want toffee. Dicks. <laughs>